I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the new moon in Virgo, 14 degrees Virgo. That's trining uh, Uranus retrograde at 14 degrees Taurus. And I'm really excited about this new moon because I'm here with Janelle. Hello, Susan Grace. Happy new moon to you. This is so fun. <laughs> Am I pronouncing your last name correctly as Bolte? It's it's Bolte, but if we're really going to be mincy about it, it's actually pronounced Bolta in German. Yeah, but I'm is. not German. I'm a <laughs> Latina lady here, so it's Janelle Flores. Uh, Janelle Flores, Bolta or Bolte. People call Bolte. Um, so you and I have been talking about doing this for a while, and then we were like, okay, let's do it Monday. And then we are like right up at the new moon. And I pulled up your chart, not even thinking about it. You are in alignment so strongly. I'd like to name it for you so that you know, if that's okay with you. Yeah? Bring it on. Bring it on. So <clears throat> transiting Mars in Virgo is trining Pluto retrograde at 24 degrees Capricorn. That's your north node. And your ascendant at 24 degrees Taurus, you're in a grand trine Earth. So the ability to manifest and change reality is very strong for you. Mm. Transiting Jupiter retrograde in Aquarius is on your moon, like now. I know. And then you're a Virgo. We're talking during a Virgo new moon. And your sun is one degree Virgo. That's only one degree off of Regulus which clicked into Virgo in 2012. It takes, Regulus takes 2000 years to go through a sign. So as of 2012, Regulus and Virgo is saying the healing goddess energy is now in charge of the planet. And oh she's coming God. for everyone. And she's handing out chores. Do you remember 2012? I remember 2012. It was one of those pivotal times in my life. Uh, yeah, so in 2012, my three-year-old daughter um, had a near-death drowning experience. Um, my husband and I were at our local pool, and you know you do the pass-off where you're like, okay, you're watching the kid, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And we did that thing where we, we said to each other, okay, you're watching the kid. I go to the bathroom, I see this lady who I hadn't seen in forever. She and I are talking for like two minutes two or three minutes. I start to go to the bathroom. I continue on my trajectory, but I hear this really soft, subtle voice that says, turn around. And I turned around and the pool is full of people. And I mean, one of my, one of my dear friends was like two feet away from my daughter. I saw a shadow at the bottom of the pool and I knew that it was Tara. And I dove into the pool. Um, pulled her out and she was unconscious and she was blue from head to toe and uh, a scariest moment of my life. Uh, she started to uh, spit up water when the ambulance came. She spent two days in the uh, ICU at Children's Hospital and uh, she came out fully unscathed. She was fine, no brain damage, nothing. I remember the nurses lining up to watch her walk out because they didn't think that she was going to walk out. 
because no, I mean, who walks out of the ICU? So she walked out of the ICU. Um, but the other thing about 2012 too, is that four weeks later, I started having panic attacks mm. and panic attacks ended up being the biggest gift in my life because, um, I had to do a little bit of inner work. So they brought me back to the cushion. I was a, I was a crisis meditator. I only would, I would only meditate when the shit hit the fan. And so I became a regular, a more regular meditator because of that, because I needed to figure some stuff out. And yeah, so I guess 2012, no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would expect that I would expect something to happen in 2012 to activate you. I mean, that that regulus will be at zero degrees Virgo for the rest of your life. And so there's something about you as a Virgo that got triggered. And Virgo is the healing goddess energy. It's the rise of the feminine. It's about presence. It's about being here all the way, those kinds of things. And so I find it interesting that you have taught mindfulness and meditation. And now that has evolved into resurrecting the wild woman, which I have experienced. I went to a three-day workshop with you. And I, I'm still working with her still. Where'd that come from? I love it. I love it. Where did the wild, where did the, the class come from? Or where does the wild woman come from? Your understanding of it. Why have you so sought my, her out? Yeah. So I think she, she sought me out. So I think when you took, you were the, you took the course, um, over the summer, I think. And I, and, and I think even just a few months ago, I really thought that I was looking for her, but I totally have it. I had it turned around. She was looking for me the entire time. Um, I know you already know this backstory, but uh, my husband, John, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, um, despite never having smoked in his life. But um, stage four lung cancer, the year after Tara drowned, six months after Tara drowned, John uh had a grand mal seizure in our house. The cancer had already spread to his brain, which is what caused the seizure. And we had no idea what was going on. We get to the hospital. They find, you know, uh, they find a tumor in his lung and a tumor in his brain. And thus begins the, the adventure of a lifetime, which was our lives. Um, John crossed, uh, in 2019, um, the doctors gave him a 5% chance of living a handful of months and he lived for almost six years, which was amazing and miraculous and incredible. Um, so it's been about a little over a year and a half since John, um, crossed and about six months into my widowhood, I realized that I hadn't, um, I hadn't really been tending to that part of me that was um, sensual and earthy and connected, even though you're like, you're an earth sign. But even I, I just, I feel like that wild feminine, that instinctual lusty part of me, I had put on a shelf in the way back of my closet when John got diagnosed, because you can't actually... I don't know if at the time, although I would say different now, 
I think it is possible to have both. And that's what I hope to help women do. I think you can feel that, that fecund, like just for lack of a better word, feminine soul coming through, even at the most chaotic and desperate times of your life. I don't think I knew that then, but I felt like I needed to get that jar out of the way back of my closet. Um, And so that's when I think I got the knock on the door from the wild woman that I needed to start re-engaging with myself and to become truly embodied because I talk about, well, you've heard me talk about this. I talk so much about female empowerment and about using your voice. And it's great to say all those things, but it doesn't mean shit unless you actually live it in your cells and your bones and your body. That's what really um, spurred on the wild woman and resurrecting the wild woman, which was the class that, that you took. I think that um, the, a lot of the astrology points to how we're going to have to do something about the state of how we live and how we are of the world. We're going to have to do something about it. Um, Mars, transiting Mars is squared into the galactic center, which is your Jupiter. I have North Node and Venus there too. Anyway, that square, I, while this new moon is happening, I think that square is saying belief is not enough. You can't just believe in possibility. You've got to go fucking do something about it, right? And, and, and I don't know for sure, and so I want to ask you, I think there's something about Virgo energy that, that is about making sure we're embodied. And I think we're going to come to a time rather quickly when everyone is going to have to get embodied. And so do you, I, I hear you saying about the feminine and women do you think women are first and eventually it's going to be everyone? Oh, for sure. I think that we are, um, because of the way that we connect to um, our creative center, whether you're whether you have a womb or you don't have a womb, energetically, um, your uterus, that uterine energy, all of the stuff that's happening in your pelvic bowl, that is the center of creation. I mean, that is where all life comes from. And that life force is directly connected to the earth. And that life force can only be felt in the body. And that link is inextricable. And so of course, women have access to it in a way that I think is unique and, uh, and different from the way I don't, I'm not to say that men can't connect to it. Cause I've met plenty of men in my life who have been able to tap into that. Um, but I think that women have a special conductive power, I guess is yes. I do think that it's going to start with us. I think that's interesting that you flipped into discovering that the wild woman was, was looking for you because I think that she has an agenda. I think she's like, all right, people enough, enough. I'm coming for you. I don't, wouldn't doubt it. I mean, she is the feminine soul. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you just say that? So coming into this, um, what was the word you said? It began with an R like regular, uh, something in regulus and Virgo. Yeah. I think that like all of that energy that like earth energy. Yeah. I mean, she's coming for us. She's coming for us for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you can either get on board or get out of the way because it's going to hurt real, real, real bad <laughs> if you don't just like decide to just, okay, here it comes. You know, I, I say this all the time. Pain in life is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. So if you're not going to get on, then you're going to suffer. I mean, it's going to hurt a little bit always, but that's okay. Pain is just pain. It go, it, you know, you can go through it. Um, suffering is definitely the choice. And I think that's definitely what's going to happen. I think so too. And, and that speaks also to the Aquarian energy that we've gone into. That's your Jupiter in the 10th. Aquarian energy knows there's a better way for us to be doing this. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to evolve? Are you going to get the fuck out of the way? Which is it? And so I think you're tapping into that as well. So Saturn and Jupiter have opened up a roughly 200 year cycle of them being in air. And that air energy is opening up consciousness at the same time that Regulus is going through Virgo. So I think, I think that we're having, we're having to understand that the divine fierce feminine must be incorporated in our embodiment for us to evolve. And we are going to evolve one way or another. Yeah. I mean, so I think that some of the qualities that I, that I think are absolutely like intrinsic for women to, to really harness is so as women being able, I mean, the things that these you already know, but like that nurturing healing capacity, that's part of the feminine, that's part of the divine feminine. Um, but some ones that the people may not know about is that the divine feminine is also about create, like that's manifesting, manifesting slash creating. So we're incredible manifestors. And um, if you can tap into that, uh, it it literally is like that, that idea of increase, bounty, um, abundance, prosperity, whatever that looks like for you. For some people, it's, I want an abundance of creativity. For other people, it's like, I want an abundance of cash. I want it, whatever that means for you. The other thing is what you just said, which was really exciting to me. And I think this is where women need to go and not be afraid to go is wrath wrath baby it is like power that's the other word for power it's about being having very clear boundaries it's about being um per, like protective uh a great example is that like that energy of like the the mama bear that mama bear energy that's like like fierce that's an aspect of the feminine divine that i think a lot of us aren't as comfortable with, and um, I want to. I want to help folks to live that, to live that, and not in a. Well, I guess maybe, and sometimes it's destructive too, because sometimes it's like these old systems no longer serve. So let's blow this. Let's blow this shit up. Let's clear it out. This does not work. So she's like that that like Kali Lilith energy too. And I think so many women are afraid of that because we're so conditioned to be the good girl. Um, but it's time to start. Yeah, I, I think I think that we are going to have to snap out of it and trying to keep the feminine as a quiet virgin. Get over mm-hmm. it. Get over it. It's just not true. It's a lie. 
get over it. Or don't, <laughs> but we're not asking. We're not asking. We're not asking for permission. The feminine is no longer asking for permission. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm a type of person who I've gotten uh, reflected back at times that I'm too much. And I've gotten to a point in my life when I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit at all. And, and, I, and I've noticed that when I'm more like that with myself, I'm just, I just don't give a shit. I have more people coming closer who want that shit turned up to 50. Yes. If you're not pissing somebody off, Susan Grace, then you're not doing it right. If you're not pissing somebody off, you're not doing it right. Because you're here. I mean, forgive me for saying, but you are here to subvert the dominant paradigm. That's why you are here. Your voice is part of the shift. And if you're not upsetting a few people, then you're not doing your job. That's why you were brought, you are, you are here to be that. You are the, you are that voice. So yeah, it's going to clear out the people who, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful tool for weeding out who, who you want to work with and who wants to work with you too. You know, like what a wonderful thing. So easy. Do you remember a time when you were apologetic and then it changed? Uh, yeah, I think I still do it. I think part of my evolution is that I will. So you just got to call it what it is. We live in a, we live in a patriarchy. Like we're literally, we're swimming in it. And so I don't know that there, I don't know that there's any woman alive who actually, um, is completely wild, who hasn't been, um, who isn't a product of programming and conditioning. So I think I will forever and always be um, checking myself and asking where, you know, measuring that, like, where is this coming from? Is this a product of, of, of acculturation or is this how I, is this what my wild feminine lusty soul really feels? Um, so yeah, I think I've, I think I've gone through it even recently. I had people very, very close to me tell me that I was too much, basically tell me that, uh, your family, your family is the only one who will ever tell you when you're too much. So it felt like the truest form of gaslighting, you know, like, Oh God, am I too much? Um, but, but then I realized that no, I'm not, I'm just enough. I'm just enough for me for me. So, so there's this wonderful, um, there's this wonderful term that I just recently learned. It's called the locus of evaluation. So the locus of evaluation. So it's like that place in us where we have our like judgment and appraisals. And for women, we are usually so concerned about what's happening on the external. So I'm just going to give you a quick example of what this word means. Let's just say you're going on a date. You go on a date as a woman and you're thinking in your head, God, I hope he likes me. When a man goes on a date, what he's thinking in his head is, gosh, I hope I like her. Do you see like that's the locus of evaluation. So a woman will say, I hope he likes, I hope he external likes me. A man says, I hope I internal like her. 
So women on the whole, I mean, the way that we shift things is that we have to shift the locus of evaluation. I hope I, me, this worthy creature, like him versus is he going to like me? You know, it's huge. And I still am, I still am, I'm still working with that. I'm still working with that. I kind of wonder if something like that is required for us to fix what has happened to how we're living in the world. We have to take, go inward and push it out. Like that Virgo energy. The Virgo energy can look up and see all the problems and then turn into worry. But if you flip it, you can look up and go, here's what I'm going to do next. We're going to fix that. Instead of, instead of it happening to us, we happen to it. Yes. Think about it. So much of our culture is about like, it, it comes from, it comes from the top and then it, and then it goes down. It's like from the outside in and that's it. We flip the script is that it's no, no, actually it's, it's inside. It's an inside job. It goes from the inside out that locus changes from something on the outside where we need the validations of something from the outside, the acceptance of someone on the outside, the approval on the outside. And you shift that in it's in here first. Does that keep you out of worry as a Virgo? I think worry is a Virgo's middle name. It's what I do. Um, but you know what does? So keeping me out of worry is definitely my, is the, is my, is, is a mindfulness practice, which is, as you know, it's part, it was part of the, it's, I think it's the foundation for everything, the foundation for everything. If you imagine that your life, that your inner world is like a temple, meditation, mindfulness is required to bring you to the steps of that temple. It, and then you can go in and explore the infinite number of rooms that are in there. But unless you have a mindfulness practice, which is paying attention on purpose in the present moment, not in the future, not in the past, but in the present moment without judgment, if you can't do those four things, you're never going to get to the temple. So that's why mindfulness practice is for me, it's like a, it's a no brainer foundational element to any, any internal work. I have been learning that so hardcore lately, Janelle. I mean, I, it has become very apparent to me that I take uh, being triggered or not feeling right or being out of balance to force me to go and do some work rather than doing the work as a discipline all the time. I've been learning that, I mean, like every day. <laughs> Every day yeah. lately. It's been like right on top. Yep. I think people would be surprised that the way that, you know, so most meditation practices that we have learned that we know about, um, they don't really appeal to women because they were made for men living on like tiny, in tiny little caves in the Himalayas or Himalayas, Himalayas, Himalayas. Not for us. 
must needs to be a much more embodied experience. So it's really about like meditation is doing the dishes, but paying attention to actually, and that's a really sexist thing, but I'm going to go with it because I think we've all done dishes. So I'm not actually going to stop <laughs> being present for doing the dishes, right? So that's meditation, feeling the warmth of the water under, you know, against your hands, smelling the soap, you know, as you're, as you're, when you're washing dishes, you're washing dishes. When you're talking to Susan Grace, you're talking to Susan Grace. I'm fully, 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 fully present. I feel my butt on the seat. I'm paying attention to the way my hair feels as it brushes against my shoulders. I can't be anywhere other than here. I can't experience that feeling if I'm somewhere else. You literally can't. Like that's why the body is the most incredible way in. You can like right now, I just invite every single person who's listening to this right now to just tune into what does it feel like to have your clothes brushing against your skin? Can you feel your underwear right now? Seam, I mean, even if you're not wearing any. <laughs> can you feel that? If you can, then you're present. Because you can't experience the body unless you're present. You have to be present. I can't experience the way my hair feels against my shoulder in the past. I can't experience it in the future. The only time I can do it is right now. So if you want to meditate, it's the easiest thing in the world. There's no excuse. It's just about being fully present in this moment for whatever it feels like in the body. The body is a fantastic anchor. It's a fantastic way to go in embodiment i mean i the, the way that i hear it is presence is your prayer but you have to embody it all the way into the body right yeah um i appreciate you being here this is fun so good girl i could talk to you all damn day how do people find you um website janelleflorezbolte.com uh, Instagram, same name, Facebook, same name. So yeah, Janelle Flores Bolte. It's the easiest way to find me. Yeah. So I coaching classes, all the things. Yeah. I'll put links and stuff in the show notes too. Cool. Talk to you soon. Divine being. I love you. Love you back. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one -on -one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.